0: Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Luke 10. We're going to start at verse 38 and read to 42. And this is the story of Mary and Martha. And there was some incredible revelation that I was giving last week. I'm not sure if everybody really caught this, but it blew my mind when I saw this. I'd never seen it before, but I'll read this. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation that he shared. And I want to encourage you, have a moment every day where you absorb the revelation of what God will pour out through his word, through times of intimacy with him. If you're not in the regular habit of doing that, my God, you need to be because it'll change everything for you. It's where the life flow comes in. It's where we welcome Holy Spirit every day. I want to encourage you, welcome Holy Spirit every day. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores while Mary was drinking of the presence of Jesus in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and she said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister Mary left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. And the Lord answered, and he said this He said, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? Pulled away by these many distractions, Mary has discovered the one thing that's most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. I said this last week, and I want to say it again that God's not looking for ability, He's looking for availability. He's looking for each of us to make time for him, that he can connect with us. God doesn't need us, but he strongly desires us. How many of you know God doesn't have needs? We do, but God doesn't. But he desires you. He loves you. He created you. I thought this was interesting, and I mentioned this last week. I never saw it before, but when I was reading through this, I saw as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. And then it says, her name was Martha. It wasn't Mary, the one that was absorbing Jesus. That's not where the invitation came for Jesus into the home. It it wasn't Mary that invited Jesus. It was Martha. But then Martha was busy and consumed with work. And I wonder how many times in our lives we say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Jesus, you're welcome here. But then we become consumed with the mundane. Inviting him isn't enough. You have to entertain him once you've invited him. Which is why this morning I went, you know what? Forget about it. <laughs> that's or, or in New York terms, that's one word. Forget about it. One word right there. Forget about it. You know what? I don't care about the songs we have this morning. We need to encounter and marinate in the presence of the Lord. And So we did that. It was beautiful. We didn't even click. We were just making stuff up. (laughs) Psalms 23 verses 1 to 6. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. Man, let me explain this to you. You will always have more than enough in the presence of the Lord. He's a God of abundance. More than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love, in his presence. His tracks take me on an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of of bliss. The reason why many of us are lacking peace is because we're lacking that encounter with Holy Spirit. In fact, I want to say that anytime you're lacking peace, anytime you're lacking that, get into the presence of the Lord. Even when... Your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness. Fear will never conquer me, for you already have. How many of you know when, when God possesses you, nothing else can? Amen? Right. My question is, are you literally in the possession of the Lord? Have you given, have you consecrated yourself to him? Hmm. Your authority is my strength and my peace. Mm -hmm. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. And you're in the presence of the Lord. And that's why we need a fearless church that's in the presence of the Lord. Because when you get out of the presence of the Lord, that's where fear can creep in. When you're in the presence of the Lord, there is no fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. There's a scripture for that. Right? Right? right. Comfort of your love takes away all of my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Some versions say you prepare a feast in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows, overflows, can I ask you a question? When you go to Starbucks, are you overflowing with the joy of the Lord? Are you overflowing with the peace of the Lord? Are you overflowing with the barista goes, my God, what's, what, what in the world? They'll think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. When you can have peace in the middle of a storm, when you could have peace in the middle of a, of a turbulent situation where your check register doesn't look right and you can still have peace. Yeah. So why would I fear the future? Why, why would we fear what's going on in Israel or what could potentially happen in America? Let me finish reading this. Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. To be with you forever. We're just practicing a little bit of heaven during worship here on earth. Just joining with all those we sang last week. Uh, forever, Um, holy forever. We're just joining with with those who have gone before us. Weariness is solved in God's presence. That's where where you can experience the refreshing. It's the waiting on the Lord. Isaiah says, they that wait on the Lord, that's where your strength is renewed. Jeremiah 31 verse 25, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. That's a good word right there. Psalms 22, verses 3 to 5. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. I love that. There's salvation and there's rescuing in the presence of God. Mary understood that. I want to say this, that you're the temple of the Holy ghost and we should be carriers of the Holy ghost. That means that the Holy spirit literally dwells within us. So we should carry the Holy spirit within us, wherever we go, wherever we go and it, we should be releasing that presence. It should be contagious that wherever we go, people, they catch that it's, it's caught. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness who lives within you? You don't belong to yourself anymore. When you dedicate your life to the Lord, you don't belong to yourself anymore. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary, your body lives inside you. You were God's expensive purchase paid for with the tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring glory to God. In other words, Jesus paid for all of our sins on the cross, the blood, the blood and the cross. So by all means, and this is talking about sexual impurity here, but I'm using this to show you we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We got to watch. We got to guard what comes in. We got to watch watch what we allow in our spirits. We got to well, we've got to well there you can't Alex the Bible says a double-minded man or a double-minded woman receives nothing from God. So you can't put garbage in you and expect to get spirit coming out. Which is why I encourage you to check the music you're listening to. You check the things you're watching. In fact, we, were, we had the news on and, and we, we, we brought Hope into the room and I said, we got to turn that off. And I thought to myself, why do we have it on in the first place? What are we letting into our homes? What kind of information is flooding your spirit that's causing anxiety and we wonder why we have it? But as we let the Holy Spirit flow out of us, it will affect those that are around us. So we welcome, we do this not just for us, but we do this so we can literally be carriers and release this to others. Anytime we get together as a church collectively, we should see a massive release of the glory of God because all of these pockets of every one of us that are carrying the glory of the Lord, we come together collectively where two or three are gathered in his name. There's something that happens where your worship can become contagious and you start elbowing the person. Are you feeling that? Oh my goodness. It's important that we do that, which is why we encourage, don't forsake the assembling, get out and come to church. Experience what's going on in this room. There's nothing like it. That's right. But Paul said this in a letter to the church of of Corinth, and I want to read this. And I, this is this is where we're going into some information I didn't give last week that I feel is so key for us this week. I sped through that pretty quick. What we did last week, but Second Corinthians, one verses three to ten. I'm going to read all of these verses, and I I want you. Know, there's so much revelation in this one passage. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. No matter what's going on, God is the source of comfort. If you need comfort, stop calling somebody looking for that from somebody. Get it from the Lord. He comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others, not just for you, but so that you can literally be that to other people. I love that. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. I would say it like this. There's nothing you can't handle when you're connected to God. Nothing that will come at you that you can't plug into the source. God. The term God's got this because we don't. Comfort comes from the Lord, no matter what information comes at you. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. And then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. How many of you have experienced something that's beyond your ability to endure it? You need God. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead. In other words, I can't do this. I don't have the power to raise the dead. That would be weird. I don't have the power to see somebody healed. I don't have the power to fix your financial situation. I certainly don't have the ability to fix your attitude or your emotional condition. I can help you. How many of you know that I'm your pastor? I'm here to give you the best advice I can, but I'm technically not your counselor. That's the Holy Spirit. Seriously. When too many people come at me with counsel, I'm like, hold on, have you asked the Holy Spirit? We just did it with somebody yesterday that called us and said, I need an answer to this. (laughs) I'm not your fortune cookie. Plug into the Holy Spirit. I am here to connect you to God that you start to rely on him. I don't want people that are deficient relying on me. I can't even rely on me. How could you rely on me? I'm preaching. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue you. He will continue to rescue you. Listen, do not let the situation in Israel or the situation with our open borders and all of the things that they're talking about, if you turn the news on, it's doom and gloom and the if it's not the economy, if it's not this, if it's not that, if it's not COVID. My God, I just want to scream sometimes when I hear. It's like, "Ah, my God, please stop the negative information. My comfort comes from the Lord. We need a church that is connected to Holy Spirit, carrying the power of Holy Spirit, it is the only way you will make it through this time and this day and this hour. By the way, which you were designed and destined and divinely appointed for this hour, you are not here by accident. But we've got to take the posture of Mary. I'm going to absorb everything I can in every moment I can. I need it all. That's the way you get through. But I want to ask you some challenging questions here this morning. The first one is, are you coming to Jesus out of relationship? In other words, are you, I I love Liz and I talk to Liz because I love Liz, but check this out. Are you coming out of relationship because you enjoy his friendship, the friendship of God? And his lordship, we've made lordship this like dirty word. Like, oh, that means I have to submit to everything you say, which is true. You do want to submit yourself to his lordship, to what he says as lord. But there is such amazing protection in his lordship. You don't want to live outside his lordship. Because his command is where the safety's at. It's where the peace is at. It's where the comfort's at. So are you coming to Jesus out of relationship because you enjoy his presence and his lordship? Or is he someone you approach because you use him when you have a need? Mm, I'm a mic drop. We can all go home and eat. (laughs) Because I see a lot of people that flock to the Lord when times are tough. And then as soon as things get better again, poof, you never see him. I had somebody years ago that came and said, I, I need you to pray me out of this, this constant trouble that I'm going through. I said, I, 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 I would love to pray that, but can I tell you something? I'm not saying God's designing the trouble, but he's using it. Because every time that happens, you get close and pull close to Jesus. And every time things are great, my Lord, it's like, where are you? And you've seen this pattern in your life. I just want to point it out to you as a pastor. Many of you know our nation, even in our churches, we don't need God anymore. And we wonder why we're lacking his presence because we're more concerned about a production and everything being perfect than we are touching the hem of his garment. So true. I don't want clean church. I don't want a sexy production. I want the power of God. Yes. Well, I need somebody to yell at me this morning and amen. That's good. So we did this consumer series, and really this is the question. Are you a consumer Christian or a true lover of Jesus? Are you coming here because of what you can get? Are you coming to pour out? I could tell you as a worship leader who has to put a grass skirt on sometimes to get a response. I know we're not living in a merry moment. And I'm not saying that to wave a finger. Listen, I'm preaching it myself. I'm getting here trying to fix my attitude. I mean, this week, it was like problem after problem after problem after problem. And I I felt the Holy Spirit go, this is a test. This is a test. You you can pass this test if you can let it go and let me do what I want to do. And watch what I do so much better than you anyway. I mean, I, I do my best before the Lord. And then the Lord does the rest, which is the more anyway. And then the last question. Are you in love with Jesus or are you in love with a concept of a provider? This is the one that got me. Am I, if If Jesus never gave you a thing, would you still be in love with him? My parents give great Christmas gifts. I love my parents during Christmas time. But I love my parents when it's summertime. I'm not in it for the gifts. I'm not in it for what I get. I'm in it for the relationship. Because my parents did a really good job as parents where they they were able to transition from my parents who are my authority to my parents who have actually become my close friends. And I love that because God is God. He is the premier authority in our lives but he calls you friend. So that's the way it should be. It's actually a scriptural example of, it's. it's a spiritual, it's a natural example of something spiritual. I desire to do that with hope. Right now, I'm the one who changes her diaper when she does a poopy. There will be a day where that will not happen. <laughs> Come Lord. And I desire that our relationship would be that I'm, Not just somebody that's an authority in her life, but when she has problems, she can come to me knowing that I'm a friend. That I care for her. That's my desire. That's the desire of God. We run in shame in moments where we're struggling, when we really just need to sit and marinate and go, thank you, Lord, this is why you sent your son, Jesus And the blood and the cross fix. I don't need to be ashamed. I just, I repent and I lay this down at your feet. And I thank you, God, that you not only forgive, but you forget and you wash us. Why do we struggle with that when he doesn't? Why do we struggle to, we oftentimes as Christians, we love to forgive, but the forget part? No, we don't forget. There's just something so powerful about getting into the presence of God. And I'm telling you right now, that's our assignment. BUT IT'S NOT JUST AN ASSIGNMENT, IT'S A PRIVILEGE. IT'S WONDERFUL. THIS MORNING WHEN EVERYTHING WAS GOING WRONG, LIZ WALKED IN, AND SHE WAS HOLDING HOPE, AND HOPE SMILED AT ME, AND I REALIZED THIS IS SO MENIAL. ALL THE CHALLENGES, THEY'RE SO MENIAL. WHEN YOU GET INTO THE PRESENCE OF GOD, ALL THE MORE YOU REALIZE, MY CHALLENGE IS SO MENIAL. It's what we call a momentary light affliction. It's going to pass. The relief is found in his presence. And the more you come to the Lord out of relationship, it's a thankful heart that attracts him. I'll give this example again. When I'm given a gift and I have a heart of gratitude, man, my Lord. Complaining, though, snuffs that out, and it affects the presence of the Lord. Check that. I want to encourage you to check that. Are we complaining? Or are we marinating in the presence of the Lord, saying, Lord, we trust in you. We trust the situation. We trust what you're doing right now. Is this convicting anybody else besides me? Lord, we don't want to be Martha that just constantly does, and we're busy, and we miss the moment. But I pray, Lord, we all invite you for a merry moment where we touch the hem of your garment and we experience your presence and we experience your power and your goodness. Just a moment in your presence changes everything. Lord teach us to make your presence priority. Lord teach us to make your presence our everything. Jesus, ministry to you is primary. And when we minister to you and we make that primary ministry to others becomes natural. And so we invite you to do that and convict us with the things that matter to you. And Lord, that we would be able to let go of the things that don't matter. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, would just shout amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc, and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.